brothers and sisters, and welcome to a very special and important edition of the Remnant Report. I am your host, the Remnant Warrior, and tonight I've got a very special guest that all of you know very well and love very much, just as I do. He is a member of the Kingdom Productions Network, as well as the Ministry of Kingdom Productions and Publishing. And tonight's episode is going to be simply about the body being the body. I don't want you to uh, think of tonight's program as being a fundraiser or anything of the sort because although technically you could call it that because we're trying to raise funds tonight what we're doing is trying to raise a whole lot more than funds this this isn't a fundraiser it's a support raiser this episode is about the body of Christ coming together to be the body of Christ and I'm going to, in just a second, I'm going to let my brother speak as soon as I tell you all who's here. But I wanted to make it clear off the bat that even though you'll probably be able to see from the show notes and the about section what this episode is about, I am begging all of you not to turn it off just because you hear anything to do with support. Because, first of all, this is something that is very dire, very important. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be doing it. My guest tonight is Brother Jeremy Stone, one of the co-hosts of the awesome, awesome Christian podcast, By Their Fruits, along with his co-host, John Stone. John Stone, you hear me? Sorry. Sorry, John. John Brisson. But Jeremy and myself, as well as Brother John, are not people who come on and ask for money. There are over 200 episodes of podcasts, documentaries, audiobooks, and the like on the Kingdom Productions Network, and there is not one, not one, where anybody is asking for money. So... You can know right off the bat that if we are coming on here asking for your support, that it's something that is important enough for us to feel like we need to do it. Now, I am also, I want to make it clear that I'm not asking for anything. I am simply reaching out to my brothers and sisters in Christ and 
urging you to pray about what the Lord would have you do after you hear the details of what's going on in the episode tonight. And I have a habit, I know it's a bad one, of rambling. And so I don't do any of that more than I already have before we get into the topic. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Jeremy for just a minute and just let him you know, introduce himself for anyone who may, I don't know how it would be possible on this network, but I'm hoping that it is because we want new people to hear the episodes. But I'm, I'm going to let Jeremy introduce himself and then I'm going to tell you guys exactly what we're doing here tonight and then I'm going to turn it back over to Jeremy and he's going to give you guys the details of why we're doing what we're doing tonight. Brother Jeremy, it's great to have you, my friend, as always. Yeah, man, thank you so much for having me on, bro. This is a very untraditional episode, and, you know, I wish that we never really had to do it, but, you know, even though this one may be not specifically about my situation, but in general, the body of Christ being the body of Christ, um, I'm hoping my story, you know, it touches somebody out there because, man, there are so many people struggling right now, so many, and I've learned from experience, man, that the church is not always the best. Um, they're not always being the body that they're supposed to be, you know. They're they're really off track with what the Word of God says and helping your brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, I don't want to make that a blanket, a blanket, blanket, statement. blanket statement. Yeah, if I but, can interject uh, and interrupt you for just a minute, I know what you were saying, but just so the listeners know, I want to clarify that for the majority of the time, the body and the true church does do what they are supposed to do in helping others. Those who are following Christ do follow Christ and his yes, commandments. Yes. But people who are in churches like, you know, fellowships aren't always part of the body of Christ, even though they claim to be. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, that's. I didn't want to make it a Blakeman statement talking about it. All Christians, I just mean in general, the Western Church and those who call themselves Christians for the most part here, which is very vague most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, the in many many ways, the body of Christ isn't being the body of Christ, not just in this specific situation. But yeah, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And um, I was wondering if you could start us off in prayer before we get into the meat of the subject and uh, situation tonight. Yeah, I was going to actually do that anyway. And I really only wanted you to just introduce yourself for those who may not know who you are and, and you know, the show that you are one of the yeah, two hosts yeah. of, but I, I, I know that, you know, there'll be, time for you to go into more detail about that and I did say you know that you were the host of by their fruits and but um that that was all but I I had intended on starting us out in prayer so I definitely will now your heavenly father 
I come before you now, Lord, and I, I ask that you would please just bless this program, give both myself and Jeremy the words that you would have us to say, Lord, please just move us completely out of the way and let everything said tonight come from you, from your Holy Spirit and not from us. If everything that is said comes from you, then I know that it will reach the people that it's meant to reach and that your will will most certainly be done. So with everything that I say tonight and with everything that Brother Jeremy says tonight, Lord, please just allow it not to be from us, but 100% from your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you would just touch the hearts of all those who hear this and lead them to do what you would have them to do in this situation. Father, I thank you so much for the many, many ways that you've blessed both myself, Jeremy, John, Matthew, and the Kingdom Productions Network as a whole. I know that doing a program like the one we're doing tonight, it may be easy to sound like we're not grateful or that you haven't been blessing or that we think you haven't been blessing. But Lord, we know that is not true. You have. And we also know that you are going to take care of all of our needs and provide just like you always have and always will, just like your word says. Father God, I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to, um, before Jeremy goes into his story, I want to just let you guys know what we're going to be talking about tonight as far as the episode format and why we're doing it and the difference between what you'll hear here tonight and what you may hear on many, many other quote-unquote Christian programs, whether they be on television, radio, or podcast. Tonight, we're coming together to raise awareness, support, and really just support of all kinds, both spiritually, through prayer, financially, through finances, and every, any and every other way that the Lord leads the body to just come around the Stone family, gather around them regardless to where we are as far as location and lift them up and, and get them through this time that they're going through. You know, a lot of people 
mistakenly read the passages of Scripture that talk about God providing for our needs, and they think that means they don't have to do anything or we don't have to do anything, and that's not true. A lot of times, matter of fact, the way that God works in this world, in people's lives, especially when it comes to meeting their needs, is always, hear me, always through other Holy Spirit-filled believers. Nobody, and I mean nobody, who has had a financial need has had it met from $100 bills falling from the heavens. It just doesn't happen. That's not the way God works in this world. God works in the lives of his children through others in the body of Christ, through his other children. So please, friends, when you hear what we're saying tonight, keep that in mind. And keep in mind that you have quote-unquote Christians and televangelists who come on constantly feeding you lies about if you send them such and such amount of money to help them get a new plane or whatever the case may be, then you will you will receive a, a blessing for that seed that you've sown and all this other nonsense, this word of faith, um, prosperity, malarkey. And that's not what we're doing tonight. I can promise you that regardless of how the Lord leads you to bless the Stone family, you will be blessed for your obedience. But I, you will never hear me say, including tonight, that if you help them financially, that God's going to bless you financially because you're not going to find a scripture that says that. And if you don't find a scripture that says it, you're not going to hear me say it. But tonight, we're going to be I'm going to turn it over to Jeremy here right now and let him tell you what his family has gone through and why it is we're having this show as far as why they need our help, not your help, our help. I'm included in this and I can assure you that this will not be the only program we do about this, and not only that, but I will most definitely be doing my part to help. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to my brother Jeremy and let him tell you the story of what has gone on in the lives of his family that has caused us to have to do this program tonight. Uh, yeah, so I've been debating back and forth whether I should just start recently or go back all three years. And I think, uh, I think for context, I'm just going to start at the beginning and go back to the you know three years ago 
when I first moved here. And uh, I, I moved to New Mexico three years ago. I'm not going to say where, but um, I got married to my now wife. And for a whole year, we had an apartment together. And for a whole year, everything was pretty smooth. Until my wife started to get really sick all the time. All the time. And uh, we were trying to figure out why she was getting so sick all the time. And it came to find out uh, there had been water damage and a water leak inside the wall for the Lord knows how long. We have no idea. But during this process, at first we didn't know if it was black mold or not. So we got it tested. And comes to find out, yeah, there's black mold everywhere. And we reached out to our apartment complex and they didn't do a thing about it. They literally didn't fix it. They didn't try to reimburse us or put us in another place, even though that, you know, my wife was sick and this was a maintenance issue. You know, this is, this was on them to fix and the apartment complex to, to settle. Um, but they decided not to do that. And my wife and I, and at the time, two kids, had to leave every single thing that we owned behind, including our apartment. And we went homeless and couch hopping for four months. And then the apartment complex decided to reach out to us and put us into another apartment. At the same complex, just a different apartment. And when we finally moved into this new one, um, you know, they decided to remediate the old one that we had. At first, they just threw somebody in there right after us, after we told them that like they shouldn't do that because if my wife is sick, somebody else could be getting very, very sick from that too. And all the vents and all that stuff are connected. So if there's black mold in our apartment, it's being sucked through the HVAC and also going into everybody else's apartment. We found out the lady downstairs also had black mold everywhere. And uh, she had to move out as well. So during this time where we were couch hopping, we had some brothers and sisters that allowed us to stay at their place for a little while. And we were trying to save up money and get our own place. And it was very, very hard to find a job at that point because of the, uh, you know, this was during the lockdowns. The lockdowns were still going on and it was dang near impossible. But God blessed us and got us into another apartment. And within eight months of being there, everything was good. Everything was going well. Um, I had found a job. And I mean, I wasn't making very good money, but I was working hard every single day. I was pulling like 70 hours a week, but I just wasn't making good money. And we never expected for anything to happen. So, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything expecting something to happen with that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I honestly, we were just trying to get back everything that we had just lost at our old place. So a lot of our money was just spent on rebuilding our life. And at that time, we lost her car that she had, my wife had. Her car broke down. We had to scrap it. The only car we had left was mine. And it was solid for a while until I had to sink like $3,000 into it to get it fixed. And just after that time that we got it fixed, man, just, you know, every other week it seemed like something was breaking down in my car. Alternator, battery, 
this and that, another part. And to be fair, I drove that thing around the country. It was just the only car I had. But I drove that thing from New Hampshire to Missouri to Florida to New Mexico and then drove it everywhere in New Mexico since I've been here, you know. And I tried to take care of it. It was an older vehicle, but eventually it gave out. And it happened to give out at the time where we lost our second apartment. So about eight months in to living at this place, um, we started to get really sick again. And at this point, my son, my newborn, you know, he was, you know, he, was, he, was like, he was like four, four months old. Now, this, this is a new apartment, but it's in the same apartment complex, right? Yeah, and what I mean by that is like the same owners. Same, there's multiple buildings, so we were put in a different building. But it's the same complex, if that makes sense. Yes, still the this same corporate people who really didn't care. They were just trying to cut corners. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, in this place, too, with, like, just even bringing that up, they did everything the cheapest way possible. Like, things were not up to code. You know, it was it was wild. It, it, honestly, this enti- that entire complex should, should have been condemned. I'm not going to lie, but it was the only place we had for a roof over our head. Uh, anyways, so we get it. My, my son at this point, about eight months into living there, is about four months old. And from the time that we brought him home to the time that we lost our apartment, he was sick every single day. And my wife was sick every single day. And we thought to ourselves, hmm, we've been through this before. I wonder what it could be. I wonder if it's mold. And we didn't notice anything wrong with our specific apartment. But one day I, I was hopping in the shower after work. I turned on the hot water and the handle to the um, the handle to the shower came off just super easy. Like we've never even had a problem with it, but it came off super easy. And I was like, you know, what the heck? And I was able to see behind the wall and behind the wall up maybe a couple inches past where the the hot water uh, valve is, there's water pouring out of there, you know, and it must have been pouring out for a long time for it to accrue black mold eventually. But we never noticed it. But it it confirmed our suspicions that there was there was mold again, you know, that we were dealing with another mold problem. So we spent a bunch of money with a professional company and we got this place tested as well. And of course, black mold. So we reach out to the apartment complex again. Hey, this is the second time this has happened. You know, can you please remediate this place and, and like reach out to a mold company and do this professionally so that we don't have to lose all of our stuff? And of course they didn't. They literally told us no. They even they even said that we were lying about it. And we had the paperwork and the email confirmations and the data and everything to show that we had black mold in our apartment. And so again, and this, this, this happened when we finally moved out was back in December of 2022. At that time, I also lost the only car that I had that car that I was talking about that I drove all around, all around the country. The only one my family had broke down as well, like completely. And I had just sank, like, like I said, over $3,000 into this vehicle. And during this time where we didn't know what to do yet, well, I knew we knew we had to get out of there, but we just had no place to go. 
while my wife and kids were still getting really sick. I was working every single day, seven days a week, walking to work at four o'clock in the morning to provide for my family. Okay. Okay. So that I know you you had said earlier that you you weren't you were working like seventy hours a week, but you weren't making enough money to to make ends meet, uh, so to speak. So is this the point where you found the the new job that you know you seemed like it was going to be the answer to your problems, so to speak? Yeah, so that's coming up. Um, I want to clarify the reason why I wasn't making ends meet is because my wage was low. I was an assistant manager at a place and I didn't make good on my wage. And I was sinking all this money into my car and clothes for the baby, all this new stuff, you know, we just had a new kid and all this other stuff. So I wasn't able to be saving up for something to happen, you know, in case something did. I never thought it was going to anyway, you know. But yeah, we uh, we ended up having to do the same thing as we did in the first apartment and literally leave every single thing that we just bought to start a new life all gone. All the baby clothes, toys, beds for the kids, everything that we had, my wife and I had, all gone. Again. And then God, though, I don't want to make it seem like God never blessed us because he did this whole time he provided here and there for me to be able able to even fix my car a couple times you know what i mean to be able to let it last a little longer a little longer but eventually it all just it all just hit the fan and so in december of 2022 we left on a dime everything we owned and the night before we left a pastor hit us up from facebook and I've never met this guy, never talked to this guy before, but he reached out and he happened to live in the area and he heard what was going on with our family situation and he blessed us by letting us and offering us to stay at his church temporarily. temporarily. Look at God. Yeah, man. It All God. All God is amazing. So he also blessed us by giving us a vehicle that he had bought recently, or at the time it was recently, just to like fix up and flip. And he was obedient to God because God told him that, you know, or laid it on his heart to give it to us because we didn't have one. And he did. Unfortunately, with that vehicle, the next day the head gasket blew. But I want to announce that we just got it back today. We just got the car back today. And so it's been almost six months in the shop. There's a lot of work done, but the guy did it for free. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, a couple uh, months, like two months into being at this church, um, I had lost the job that I had. It was a lot of stuff going on at that job, and I knew it was on my heart. God was laying on my heart that I, this job was not going to last, and eventually it ended. And so... For a, about a month, I was looking for a job, but I want to say that uh, four mo- uh, four days into losing that job, God used somebody from my past when I first moved here. When I first moved to New Mexico, I, I worked at a Dollar Tree. I was I just like that, you know, very quickly moved up to assistant manager, 
and me and the manager were like best friends. And uh, I hadn't talked to him after I had left Dollar Tree to find something else. And he hit me up out of the blue. So I, like two years, I didn't talk to this guy, but he hit me up four days after I had lost that job and uh, offered me another job when, and I needed it bad. You know, obviously I needed it bad. You know, I just went a month without, well, I was, I knew that it was going to take a while to get in. So, you know, after, after that, after he hit me up with a job, I accepted the job offer. It sounded good. It sounded great. It sounded like a dream job, honestly. And I took it, but it took a while for me to actually start. You know, there was a lot of processes to get through, a lot of testing and stuff like that, that I, that I needed to be able to take the job. So I did all that and I get the job. And man, I haven't, it was promised 40 hours a week, but I have not, it's been three months now and I have not worked, uh, maybe two months, but I have not worked a 40 hour week since I started. I say I average about 28 hours a week, which is like nothing. I'm not making hardly anything to support my family. And I had to fix up my wife's car. I knew that we were trying to save for an apartment. But I'm telling you what, dude, every other day, it felt like something was happening. One week, both my tires would pop in the car. I'd have to spend money on fixing those. Then I'd have to buy all this food, all this new stuff because we had just lost the other apartment, right? So I had a, we, we, we spent over a thousand dollars just getting all the basic stuff that we need to even have a, to live a normal life here to try to live something, you know, semi normal. Like we do, we sleep on air mattresses. Cause how are we going to fit a real bed in our car? How are we going to put a real bed? in a church that people actually attend three days a week, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, will they have church service here? And during those days and those times, we have to pack up every single thing that we own, all of our clothes, all the babies, everything is stuffing in a little Toyota Camry three days a week. And there's a lot of things that we've had to spend our money on while at the same time, I'm not even, making hardly $400, $500 a week trying to save up for this new apartment that we need. And and obviously this is during the time where inflation is now high. All the rent prices went high. Every rent place wants you to make three, four times the rent at the same time. I don't even know who does that. I don't know who makes three, four times their rent, especially a three bedroom. It's average of $2,000 here. $2,000. How are you going to make three, four times that? You know what I mean? And my mom, I mean, my wife, I'm sorry, my mom, my wife is a stay at home mom. She takes care of my baby and she takes care of the uh, Jonah, who's five, my other son. She watches him all day long while I try to work. But the problem about this job is in order to, for the company to want to pay you for, for the hours that you're, that you're working, there has to be a lot of foot traffic because we need to get enrollments. I'm just going to say it. What I do is I help people, low-income people, get free phones and tablets. The money promised was good, and it sounded really easy, and it is really easy. But when you're expecting 40 hours a week and they tell you to go home because it's windy outside, 
three hours into your shift every other day. You can't live off of that. The thing with this place that we're living at now is that we have until June, the, the end of June, to come up with enough money to, to be able to get a place. And we're looking for houses to rent because their stipulations, they're a little easier. You know, money talks with them. You, you don't have to have, you don't have to make three, four times the rent at most of these places that we've looked at. For, but if you try to go to an apartment complex, you do. And so our issue is, is how are we going to, you know, you, you got a security deposit, you got first month's rent, a three bedroom. That alone is about five, $4,000. And if I could save up $4,000 and I spend it on just getting my foot in the door, how am I going to pay the first, the second month's rent? You know what I mean? But during this time, uh, like I said, my buddy Kyle, buddy Kyle he you mean the last month's rent? No, for no, this, for, for this, around, around here, here, it's here, the first, it's the month's, first rent month's rent and the and security, uh, security deposit. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I I just misunderstood you. I I apologize. But bottom line, family, they need to come up with at least four to five grand by the end of June, and for them that's impossible but for god all things are possible and we are the body of christ now i'm not preaching any kind of we are little gods nonsense i'm saying that we are the hands the feet the head and the wallet of christ on this earth and when when we have a man and his family who are in a situation like the Stones are in that's not only working full-time, but also constantly working to win more lost to Christ so that they won't end up in hell for all eternity and creating content to also edify the body of Christ. When you've got somebody that's working full-time and also trying to do ministry as full-time as they possibly can, then when they have a need like this that comes up, especially when this person has never, not once, made an any kind of episode or program where he's asked for financial support to even produce the podcast. Everything that is produced at Kingdom Productions Network is produced out of pocket. I mean, God provides all of that, the money for equipment, the money for everything. And I know for myself, as well as Jeremy and John and Matthew, that we do not mind if we have to pay 
out of our pocket for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so, yeah we know what we know. We know that this is what God wants us to do. Yeah, I mean, this is what God has called us to do, and and we we are not in any way begrudging of that. I am simply coming on and using the platform that God has blessed us with to reach out to those of you in the body of Christ who are willing to be obedient to what Scripture clearly tells us to do. And I can assure you that no matter who you are, because we have helped many, many people throughout the years that the Kingdom Productions Network and actually, more accurately, Kingdom Productions and Publishing has been a ministry. We have given a good bit of money. I mean, we've Amen. bought, Amen. We bought uh, land for people who were about to lose it, and we all came together and uh, bought the land so the owner wouldn't sell it out from underneath the the church, and um, it was a church and uh, orphanage. And we've raised money for many other people that we didn't know from Adam, but we felt led of the Lord to do so. And while a lot of this was before, by their fruits, joined the Kingdom Productions Network, it wasn't before Jeremy Stone was a part of Kingdom Productions and Publishing. So all of this took place while he was a part of the ministry. And I know from knowing him personally just how much he has given out of his pocket to help strangers. And I can tell you I, I'm not shy at all. I can tell you there's been many times that I've needed money that he sent me $100 or 20 bucks or 50 bucks many times when the only way he could have known I needed it was God. And this is not someone who is coming on here trying to take your money. And I can promise you that he will be happy and thankful for all of you who just feel led to pray because those prayers will also be heard and answered. And we know that God is going to meet his needs no matter what. But yeah, I can assure you that however his needs are met, God is going to use people to meet them. That's just the way God works. That's the way things work now. And it's the way things worked in the New Testament and in the early church. It's the way things have always worked within the true body of Christ. Yeah, I just yeah, want to hop, hop in and say and amen to all of that, man. That's that's literally how it goes is, you know, 
unfortunately, this world operates off of money. But anytime I've known anyone who needed some and I helped them out of obedience or they've helped us out of obedience, you know, God is using people, his his people. And sometimes he uses non-believers. He can he can use anybody, but he uses people to fulfill his will and to bless others. You know, that's we have the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Right. So if somebody needs healing, sometimes God does not just snap his fingers and heal you. Sometimes somebody will come along and pray for you. If they have that, they have that gift. Absolutely. You know, if if a non-believer needs deliverance or a believer needs deliverance, it's just the difference is the kind of deliverance that's needed. But if someone needs a demon cast out or they need a demon cast away from their lives from oppressing them god uses people from in the body of christ to do that you know um the demons don't just choose to come out you know they have to be cast out they don't just choose to leave believers alone they have to be you know commanded to do so in the name of jesus christ and we, in a similar fashion, are all commanded to meet the needs of those who can't meet them for themselves. Now, I'm not saying that we are all commanded to pay the bills of everyone, everywhere, always. No. But when someone, and I would argue that although when scripture commands this it is most of the time talking about people within the body of Christ I would argue that just because of the Sermon on the Mount and what Jesus taught about how we are supposed to you know show the love of Christ to all men that it really doesn't make any difference whether someone is in the body or not in the body. If you see someone in need, then you help them. I know that I I, I get cases of Bibles, and I'll keep Bibles in my car constantly. And I'm talking brand new Bibles still in plastic. And when... Someone asked me for money, and I had that happen quite often, like homeless people and um, panhandlers, you know, at, at the interstate or at, um, you know, truck stop or wherever. I never just give them money. I used to hand out tracts and, and speak with them, but now I hand out a Bible along with the money and share the gospel. And that is what we are called to do to believers and non-believers. When we see someone in need or if someone is asking for help, Jesus is the one who commanded that we, uh, that we be obedient to him and give them that help. So, I mean, it's not me asking you to help 
the Stone family. Honestly, if you don't believe me, you can look it up in your Bibles. It is Jesus Christ who didn't ask you anything. He commanded all of us to help not just the Stones, but anyone in similar situations that can't do things like this for themselves. I know that yeah, we're, yeah. we're coming short. We're coming up on the, the end of our time limit here, but I'm going to let you say whatever you feel led to say to close us out, and then I'm going to close us out in prayer if that's okay with you, brother. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I just wanted to say... Uh, to everybody out there who who have made it this far, you know, I'm I'm not somebody who's just sitting down on the couch asking for money every day. You know, I I work. I'm an honest person. I'm trying to provide for my family the best that I can. It's just the cards that have been dealt to us the last three years has made it very difficult. But praise God because I was offered another job opportunity for stable hours, very very good money to me at least it's very good money and full benefits for my family and this place is it's always going to be in business it's somewhere that's never going to you know just go away or the funds are going to run out type of thing so god has given me this opportunity if i can get my foot in the door to a place for you know my family i'll have a job that is able to continue to support that place you know I, it's, it's not a situation where we have no plan. We have a plan. And it's all laid out for us right in front of our face. And I thank God for that. But, um, yeah, man, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I truly hope people made it this far. And whoever does bless me, bless my family over this, um, who because you heard this, I just want to say God bless you. Thank you. And uh, eventually I'm going to do a follow-up episode uh, to give my entire testimony of everything that God has done and is going to do, you know, well, by that point has done, um, and update everybody. I don't want people to just think that I'm going to leave you out of the water or whatever it might be out of the, out of the loop, because I want people to know that your money isn't just going in my pocket. It's going to support my family, you know, and you deserve to know when we get there. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, as far as the money part is concerned, um, the links to give to help the Stone family will be in the, the description of the program, as well as um, I will probably add a, a short audio with the, the payment links in at the end of the episode, but I want, I want to say something that the Lord just put on my heart. Um, for everyone who decide, and I, I'm not trying to just give people incentive because it, it really makes no difference if you give a dollar or a hundred dollars. What I'm about to say still applies. Um, and not only that, 
you know, it, if you don't want, and a lot of people don't want others to know that, you know, that they've done things so they'll give anonymously. So if you're someone who chooses to give anonymously, then I completely understand. Just know that I won't be able to um, make good on what I'm about to promise if I don't know who you are. But for anyone who chooses to financially help the Stone family, I'm going to do several things. First of all, I'm going to, you're going to automatically receive uh, access to not just be able to watch and listen to the entire Kingdom Productions library, a lot of which is not up on the podcast platform, the video channels, anywhere, because a lot of it has been reserved for our backstage platform. But there is literally hundreds of absolutely awesome Christian documentaries, podcast episodes, audiobooks. There's also um, ebooks from absolutely every author that I have either an audio or an ebook from is a well-known Christian author that no matter who is listening in the body of Christ, if I said their name, you would know who they are. Unless it's my books because, you know, I'm, I'm not a well-known author. I'm also going to, whoever gives will not only receive that, but You'll, once we go public with our backstage platform, which will be in the next month to month and a half, and I, I hope that it'll be done before May is out. Matter of fact, I'm going to make it my goal to get it done before May ends. You will automatically be able to not just be a member of the backstage platform, but you'll be able to choose the tier that you would like to join without paying a dime for the first three months. And then after that, if you choose to continue, then you can decide what tier you would like to be a part of then. And for those who don't know, Backstage is like Patreon on steroids. Literally. It's awesome. And we've already built the platform. The only thing we haven't done is gone public with it. Although we have shared it a couple of times on Facebook, but we haven't done any kind of podcast episodes or anything promoting it. 
and the only other thing we haven't done is put content up on the platform itself. But you'll have both of those automatically. And the final thing you'll have access to, I would automatically give you each a copy of my first two books, but you can already get a free copy of my first two books. I mean, you can listen to the audio of my first two books just by, you know, going on the the podcast network. So it, it would seem redundant to offer that. However, I am in the process of writing the second book in the new series that I just started that came out, the first book came out last year, the end of last year. And I'm in the process of writing book two of Dominion of Darkness. And anyone who gives to the Stone family will automatically receive a copy of that book of their choosing. It, if, if you want an ebook, you can get an ebook. If you want a paperback, you can get a paperback. If you want a hardcover, you can get a hardcover. So that's three pretty decent incentives to do what is something you should probably do anyway, unless for some reason that I am unaware of, the Lord wouldn't be leading you to, or if you simply flat out don't have the money to help them. And I understand that. Jeremy and I both completely understand anyone listening that is struggling financially themselves. Yeah, and your prayers mean, just, mean as just as much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we're going to go ahead and close this program out with prayer. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. And please, please, please pray about blessing and supporting the Stone family. And the links to do so will be in the show notes and the description. So please pray about it. We're going to close out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, again, I come before you and I thank you so much for allowing us to be able to have the platform to do this episode on, to reach out to our brothers and sisters within the body of Christ and ask for their help and support for the Stone family. And I pray that you would just place upon the hearts of everyone who you would have helped them financially to do so. And anyone that isn't able to, I pray that you would just place it upon their hearts to pray for the Stone family and also share this episode. And I pray that you would just lead everyone to share this episode with as many people as they can, because the more people who hear this, the more chances there are for the stones to have their needs met 
And Father God, I, I lastly, I just want to thank you so much for what you're going to do. I believe with all my heart that you're not only going to meet the needs of the Stones family, but you are going to go above and beyond that in many different areas and aspects of not only their lives, but all the lives of those who are in the body of Christ, who are being obedient and following Jesus Christ, who are dying to their self and their flesh daily, taking up their cross and following our Lord. Father God, I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Brother, I Amen. thank you Amen. for um, taking the time to come on. I, um, I really, really wanted to do this because I feel like it is something that needed to be done. And it, trust me, it will not just bless you for you guys. For the Lord to meet your needs, it will bless myself and it should bless everyone within the sound of my voice because you talk about a faith booster. When the Lord comes through, it builds all of our faith. So it will bless a lot more than just you and your wife and your kids. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, brother. We appreciate you having us or having me on and just being able to tell our story. Um, it's it's a very humbling thing to, you know, go in front of the world and and say you need help. You know, like especially as a man, and that that pride could uh, get you into other places. So the Lord has the Lord has humbled me, and I just, me appreciate, and I just appreciate, the appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, that's the last thing I want to mention before I close this out is, you know. For him to have given in to his pride and not agreed to do this episode to ask for the body of Christ to step in and help, that would have been sinful. So I want you guys to think about that. He literally was obedient just by not giving in to pride and reaching out and asking for your help. But thank you guys again for tuning in and for the Remnant Report and the Kingdom Productions Network as well as by their fruits. I am the Remnant Warrior saying until next time, God bless each and every one of you. Grace and peace.